Hello, my name is Ethan, and I'm joined again by a guest. Guest, introduce yourself for the third time. Hello, thank you, Ethan, for having me back on the podcast. You know, I'm <clears throat> I'm a big fan. Um, you know, longtime friend of the podcast. Um, my name is Ben Gutierrez. I'm happy to be here yet again. Mm, I was just downstairs in the UCC and um, talking with you, and you said that you were about to record something. Um, and I was interested to hear what you were going to talk about. So I'm here. Yeah. So I was driving on the way to school today and I thought to myself, like, we all know that other people use, like, my name is Ethan. Other people say Ethan much more often than I do. And this is true for everyone. Or more, like, other people will say your name more than you say your name, especially in English, especially when they're, like, addressing you because you're not addressing yourself out here. You, don't, you, you use pronouns whenever you speak to refer to yourself because pronouns. And, but, however, one thing that you do uh, do regard with regards to your name more often than other people is you spell your name more often than other people. I realize this because I know that I can spell E T H A N N G U I N. That's my name. However, I can't spell like B N J A M I N as fast because I just am not attuned to the those syllables or saying those words basically if you count each each letter as a word in that order. Um, and then I was thinking about the relationship between someone's like the spelling of someone's name and someone's actual name. Like for instance. E-T-H-A-N. It sounds like Ethan. But then there are other names like a Haley. Haley. So intuitively, one might think like, oh, H-A-L-E. Haley. But that spells hail. And that's not how that's not how that works. Uh, but then it's like, what spelling of Haley is right? Uh, for instance, H-A-I-L-Y is common. But like H-A-I-L-Y, that's highly. But then like H-A-L-E-E -E would be Haley. So is H-A-Y-L-E-E. -E, and h a l e y, but h a l e y is like hey lie, like you know it, it, it's one of those things, and it doesn't need to fit. I know people named h a l h a i l y Haley. I love them; they're great. Uh, but it's one of those things. It's like when you spell it out, things start sounding weird. Like I, I met someone earlier, Jose, J o s e, Jose. Of course, it's like loan word from a different language, but it's still like when you go to spell it, it's like something distinct happened there. <clears throat> yeah, I, I um, you know, I've met a lot of people <clears throat> in my line of work. Uh, i.e. teaching. Um, not that I'm a professional teacher or anything, but I do TA a class and I've been working with a lot of students um, that are apparently part of Generation Alpha. Yeah, anyway. Um, not the ones that you're TAing, like a different set of students that are younger, perhaps elementary school. Yeah, sorry. I have two jobs right now. One of them is uh, teaching a collegiate level course, and the other one is uh, after school elementary uh, program. So, um, just to make that clear. But I did meet one girl <clears throat> um, where her name on the roster was T A S H A. Tasha, right? No. She was insistent that her name is. Tiesha, which is fine, <clears throat> but like I was thinking about what you were saying in your previous podcast about spell names the way that it's supposed to be pronounced. Because how am I supposed to know? Like, how am I supposed to know that this person pronounces Tasha as Tiesha? Very, like, not intuitive at all. Where did the E sound for T, A, S, H, A come from? There's no I. I guess he's just saying the letter and then, aha, uh -huh, that is distinct. Uh, 
who knows? Maybe it's from a different language. Because my name, last name is my last name is Win, but N G U I E N Nguyen. Like, like it, it seems a little unintuitive, but it's like from the same with the Jose. It's like from a different language. Who knows? Maybe this is like from somewhere in Asia, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, I, and I, I, I hope that I'm not coming off as racist because, <clears throat> um, sorry, that was like a loud uh, clearing of my throat, but um. But I know that, like, other, like white kids who have, like, very strange spellings of names. Um, I, I, I'm not going to get into, like, specifics. But, like, I guess that's my, my point is, like, this happens uh, everywhere across races. But, like, white kids could be from other countries and languages that are not American, the American language in the United States, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, uh... The some of the like Scandinavian countries they have like the J in like the interesting places where it's like like Bjorn it's like B J O R N it's like huh that's 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 kind of that's kind of Bjorn Bjorn I, I don't know I don't know what I said yeah it seems like it's maybe like not necessary I think maybe we need to just have a universal language through which we like have a well isn't that a thing like universal phoneticism. So there is like a, there is like a, like when you study phonetics or like, is it linguistics? I'm not sure which one, but it's like, there are, there's like a whole bunch of potential sounds and different languages are made up of like a subset of those sounds. And then like intonations are a different thing after that. But like, for instance, in the United States, there is no, or in American English, there is no distinction between the rolled R and the non-rolled R, like the, the R versus the, like the R versus the R, where... In other languages, the difference between a rolled R and a non-rolled R is a completely different word. Or like in Vietnamese, like the and ta are different sounds. But if you said like either or like e, actually no, that's a horrible example. Uh, but like if you said like time or time, like like someone would still understand what 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 you're saying. Where like they're they're close enough. Or if you like, but those are categorically different sounds phonetically. And then sometimes. Uh, yeah, sometimes that's that, that works. Yeah, like you said, the with like the the or like the like like I don't know. There's different sounds. Or the and the. Yeah, that that's just uh, it's weird because that probably qualifies. So the and the probably qualifies because they're different pronunciations as like a homograph. But like the meanings are the same, but the pronunciations are different such that like i would categorize them especially if you, you like study phonetics and stuff you categorize them as like different like objects that are like happen to fall under like it's almost like how um like you would have like like a like a synonym or not a synonym, like, a, like, a, like a homonym or a or, or a homophone where like it's like these two branches of the same pronunciation it's like two these two pronunciation branches like the same both meaning and word but it's like distinct do you think that there is an appropriate time to use the and an appropriate time to use the so, if anyone's out here saying the University of Texas at Austin, they are wrong. It is the University of Texas at Austin. Uh, no, 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 like when you emphasize it with that emphasis that I just did, like the is like, it's like, 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 because the can be used as an article meaning like a specific one, but like that could be locally. But when you use like the, like you say the cat, it's like, oh, that's the only one that's there. But if you say, if you say the cat, it's like, oh, there is one, like, 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 cat with the most primacy like 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 the god it's like, it's like cat with an uppercase c 
Or maybe it's THE with all caps. But yes, cat with uppercase C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that does indeed encapsulate that thought. So you're saying if it is a pronoun, I should be using THE. But, but if it, or like, uh, well, no, proper noun. If it is a proper noun, then I should be using THE. And if it's just like a regular noun, improper noun, I can use the. K- kind of. Because the, the, you could use, use it for either proper nouns. It would mean different things. So you could say like, oh, uh, like he's like the Ethan at the ECC. Oh, he's the only one I beat him. Or you could say like, he's the Ethan. Like, like, it's like, it's like, it's like there might be other Ethans, but he's the Ethan. Or the other one, it's like, oh, he, he's, he's kind of the only one named Ethan. It's like, it, it does different things at different moments. It's different moments. I will say that the seems to roll off the tongue a little bit easier when you're having uh, like like a in the form of a sentence in the form of the of in the form of a sentence the it would not it would not flow as easily for me to say like um, um, in the flow of the sentence like in the flow of the sentence in the flow of the sentence in the flow of the sentence it flows a lot smoother to use the. Yeah, which is, I think, why the emphasis occurs so much when you use the, because the difference is the long E sound versus the the schwa sound, like the uh sound. The, because, uh, like, there are many, like, let's take the sentence, like, I want to go to the store, uh, is a very, like, each of those, like, I want to go to the store, like, all, all these are longs. But if, you, if I go up to him, like, I want to go to the store, like, 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 you know exactly what I said, but I use the same, like, uh, 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 the uh sound is like, is one of the easiest sounds to make. So oftentimes in like fast speech and stuff, th- that'll start to be what starts subbing in for sounds. And th- like your brain knows what to do with that. So whenever you talk and you use the word the, and you, it's the uh sound, like, like it's like a, sh- it's not like a shortened version. It's the same word still, but we've categorized that as one of the correct pronunciations of the word. But when you say the, it has an emphasis because it's like, it's more, it's like, it's like a greater level of intentionality, you know? Yeah, I I wonder if that's like makes things really difficult for people trying to learn new languages. Probably, right? It's like that this shortening of words to the point where you're just like changing the sounds altogether. Correct, and uh, this is something that you encounter when you start studying other languages. Like I was studying like Chinese, and they're like, "Oh, you could say that, or you could say this." And I'm like, "Well, which one is it?" It's like, "Oh, it doesn't matter. People figure it out." And I'm like, "Huh?" But I'm trying to pronounce it correctly. Uh, and it's one of those things, like, when you pronounce it, like, correctly, it's like, oh, no one says it like that. That's when it starts getting weird. Uh, and I don't know. You, you, I've heard that you started to study the Spanish language after our podcast episode. We, you talked about the thing with your some relative of yours who changed his name or something, and you have the theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how has you have noticed anything when you learn the new language? So I am now 100 days into my Spanish journey. Uh, gracias a Dios. Um, mi español is... Más bien de uh, before. <laughs> uh, yo practicando todos los días para uh, yo aprendo. I, sh- I should probably stop. But, <laughs> but uh, you get it, I think, if, if you speak Spanish out there. Um, I'm, I'm getting there. I will get there. It's a long journey, but you know what I need to do is I just need to be dropped into a country. But then the, the problem with that is my brother, he studied, um, Arabic in, in college. got a degree in Arabic <clears throat> and civil engineering, but, uh, he studied abroad his junior year in Morocco where he would later meet his wife. But besides the point, uh, he had been studying like 
Arabic, um, like proper, you know? And she went to Morocco and like none of them speak that. Even though Arabic is the language, just the dialect uh, from country to country, especially in the Arabic world, is like so different that you can't, like it's like almost a completely different language. Like people will look at you as if you're speaking like Middle English, like apparently. That makes sense. Imagine if you learned like Middle English or like you learned some like Scottish English and then you went to like the Deep South where uh, in an area where they speak African-American vernacular English. And it's like you you like you would not be able to communicate that very well. Same with like if you listen to like some uh, Irish English speakers, like they're speaking English, but like I don't understand what they're saying. Uh, yeah. So even if it's the same like language, uh, the regionally, dialectically, there's a lot of variants such that there, there is that communication barrier. So if, even if we had like a, like you, you talk like a, like a common language throughout the world, like inevitably you would have that happen and then you basically get like different languages. Like I think that's what like Creole or like the, there's one of the languages in, in that region of the world that's just like a derivative of like English or, or Spanish or something, but it's like so different that it's basically categorized as like its own language at this point. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of Arabic, um, Peter Griffiths is learning Arabic and I am very impressed with the amount of effort that he's putting into it. Like, he really wants to learn Arabic. Um, I mean, he, he's always studying it. Now, granted, he doesn't have a job right now. But, I mean, it's like a good, like, way to spend your time if you, if you don't. And so I'm, I've been very impressed with him. Um, going off of the subject of Peter Griffiths, last night, uh, both of us were on this website. Um, so, oh, sorry. Can you? Can you hear me a little bit better? Sorry. Hopefully, hopefully it was picking me up. Uh, speaking of Peter Griffiths, uh, we went on this website yesterday, and it's like basically this. It's called myinstance.com. It's a soundboard, and it's like probably the funniest thing that I've played with in a long time. Uh, I'll I'll say some of my favorite ones here. I'll play them right now. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, no, that sounds cool. Does it have like very, uh, like you know, there, there are those meme sounds like uh, villager noise, vine boom sound, or like, uh, uh, or like just like the sounds of like common memes. Mm -hmm. It has all of these things. Oh, the prowler sound effect! <laughs> Dang, I love that. I have a lot of them. Uh, these are really funny, but um, let's see. Oh, here's like the Josh Hutchinson song. Yeah, let's not get in trouble for, like, uh, having copyrighted music or anything. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, uh, anyway, I th or, like... Bean chilling. <laughs> John Cena bean chilling plus the vine boom effect. Love that. Uh, I, I like... This one's good. That's fine. Nice. Anyway, yeah, I thought that that was really funny is just playing around with these soundboards. It's, it's like pretty immature. Most of mine are like fart noises. <laughs> um, but like last night we were up until like two just playing around with these buttons. Nice. Love me some buttons. Peter Griffiths, you said? He was the first one to be on my podcast. <clears throat> if I recall correctly, you talked about swords. We did talk about swords, how slashy swords or stabby swords. And I think 
I forgot what he said. He might have said something about spears, but I'm I, I'm I'm always a big stabby swords advocate. Why? Are you looking to get yourself a sword for, for, for something? Are we looking to get ourselves a sword for something? Uh there's talk in the branch to get to get a branch sword. Um I'm on board with it. I have no idea how we're gonna fundraise it, but it'd be cool. Oh, the Schoenstatt University men of the Schoenstatt movement in Austin. Um some of the guys want to get a wanna get a sword. That's cool. Did you see that Mario found those swords in the basement for GF, the GFP swords? That could be the bridge sword. No, I think they want like an actual sword that like you could hypothetically kill people with. So, I've thought about this. I feel like the safest sword to get is one of those swords that like, if you look at like, if you look at the cross section, like if you look at the cross section, it looks like a little zigzag or it looks like a, one of these. But it's but if you look at it from the side profile, it's like pointy at the top, but the sides are like blunt. But the whole purpose of it is to be a very sturdy, strong stabbing sword, and it's not sharp in the sense of the there's no blade along the side, such that you can't like cut yourself touching it along the side. However, it be it's good in combat because it's a really good stabby sword, and it has the the zigzag, so it's basically like flanges, so the piece of metal is stronger. Uh, and yeah, that like that seems like a very good sword. To just like have uh, not it's not particularly dangerous unless you want it to be. But like, like you, you like you're not gonna cut yourself like holding it or anything because it's not a slashy sword. It's a stabby sword, but it's still good because stabby swords are the best. Well, I mean, stabby swords are cool, but I'm if if I was like picking between a stabby sword and a slashy sword, I think I would go with the slashy sword because unless I was like fighting like a very armored opponent, like I would be afraid to lose my sword. Like you have to pull it back out once you do the stabby, right? So not really. And also sometimes it doesn't need to be like sharp, sharp. It can just be like come to like, like almost like the point of a stamp such that like it's less of like a slashy sword. You're trying to like slice open like the, their skin or whatever. But the stabby sword, like the whole point of it is you have this big rod of metal and you're concentrating the force into like a single dot. So imagine like, like, like shooting someone with the high impact paintball from like, like five inches away. Like that is the equivalent of what a stabby sword does. It's like bullet wounds that you're like inflicting on someone uh, that are like concise, but like, but like in a way like sharp and like very dangerous. Yeah, I like that. I was listening to the Council of Trent podcast and uh, like two days ago, uh, the one about MMA. <clears throat> and there was a fact in there that I thought was really interesting. It was that uh, the Council of Trent uh, like prohibited uh, uh, what do you call that when jousting prohibited jousting because it's like not moral uh, yes because that's like a certain dangerous thing but like used for sport it's probably not good but, but like you could like the, 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 the action of jousting where you have the thing and you like poke someone that poking is like very dangerous which is why it shouldn't be used in, as sport it's very dangerous but uh, used in a self-defense, of course, uh, or in a, in a just war. That could be something in which you used uh, this this dangerous concept, you know? <laughs> I had a friend in high school who, like, swore that there was, like, some loophole in the law in Pennsylvania that, like, if you, if you are a lawyer and another person is also, like, a barred lawyer, then you can legally engage in a duel... <laughs> it is, I looked into it and it's like totally not true <laughs> but I think that that would be really funny Imagine if you thought that was true and you became a lawyer just so you could be in a duel uh, and then you figured out it wasn't allowed because you're a lawyer now <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, anyway 
I was, I think there was a, a time in my life where I thought that like duels were cool and, um, and that like duels should, should totally be legal because it's like between two consenting adults. I was also like in a very dark place at that time. Yes. But, uh, as the Catholic church like correctly says, like just because two consenting adults decide to engage in a thing does not mean that thing is moral for and good for them to engage in, you know? Yes. Yes, exactly. It turns out that a lot of things that two adults can consent to are probably not moral. Yeah. Yeah. That that, that makes a lot of sense. The Catholic Church do we pop it off on these things? Yes. I don't have anything else right here. Yeah, so while I was in the car this morning, I was also just trying to like spell people's names to see like Who's got the, there are also some names that I just like don't know how to spell or like, I know the way it looks, but I don't know the way it's like spelled. Like if I spell out Gutierrez, I'm pretty sure there's only one T, but if I see the two T's next to each other, like I'll know whether or not it's right or wrong. And I think, I think the two T's are wrong. It's G-U-T-I-E-R-R-E-Z. Did I forget an E somewhere? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, you know how to spell my last name? <clears throat> so I'm gonna be really honest. I'm like really bad at like spelling from my brain. Like usually, I like e- even when like I need to like spell something out loud, I'll use my hand as like a stencil and like spell out the name with my finger. Um, just because I'm a lot better at that. But like I've always had a difficult time like organizing letters in my brain um, and then just like saying them. Like I remember I I went to a <clears throat> the one spelling bee that I ever participated in. I, I I got out on the word patience. I put the E before the I. I put the E before the I. I've only ever been a part of one spelling bee. And I think I got it to like the second or third round. But what was funny is they gave us a list of potential words we could say. And then I I walk up. This is a this is a school. I this is a middle school. School, it's like a it's, it's your average Catholic middle school in, in Houston. It's, 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 there's a certain demographic. And so I, I walk up to the thing and they're like, your word is dim sum. And there was collective giggling from the crowd. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Well, I am sure why. But, uh, and I did spell it correctly. And I'm like, oh, that's one of the easier words. Let's go. But uh, someone, else might have, uh, someone else might have gotten it wrong. Your word is bing chilling. <laughs> You know, I realized about dim sum, like that could just be like a really like insulting thing to say to a student at university men. What is a dim sum? Like, 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 okay. Yes. Uh, dim sum refers to, I believe it's just a transliteration of a, like the, the Chinese word for whatever it's called. And it's like dim sum is like a various, like Chinese cuisine of like things that are like steamed. So you have like the, 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 the. I don't know what they're called in English. I'll just call them what they are in English. Like the hakao uh, dumplings, like the sumai dumplings. Like there's like the the shrimp wrapped in like the 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 rice like dumpling thing that like looks looks like a, looks like a shell. Or there's like the the there's like an egg flour wrapped like pork and shrimp thing. There's like other uh, I don't know. It's really hard to describe. So it's like a steamed dish, but there's lots of them, but it's like really flavorful and delicious. No, normally, normally when Americans think like, oh, that's steamed or that's boiled or that's like, they, they think, oh, they, they think less of it. It's like, oh, it's just like a boiled chicken. Uh, but the, like steaming is like, 
I don't know, steaming. This is a very Asian thing of like uh, steaming your rice and stuff, and it's 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 very it's very good. It's just very different, or like blanching, where it's just like because like, um, if you think about cooking vegetables, especially in like like uh, you go to China and stuff, uh, they don't really think about like roasting vegetables. It's always you blanch the vegetables, or you deep or you like deep fry the vegetables in oil, kind of thing. And this this uh, some of like the American concepts of food, they they think the food is weird because they they just don't know. I went to that place that you suggested, eight eight eight. Is that what it's called? Eight 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 Vietnamese. It's like eight 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 Pan Asian restaurant. How 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 was it? It was good. I got a pad Thai. Um, it was pretty good. But I have to say, this is something that I've noticed at a lot of Asian restaurants. The menus are too big. It's like when they say Pan Asian, they really mean like every dish that every Asian country ever makes. It's like this. This menu was like ten pages long at least. That's the good stuff, my brother. Uh, yeah, it's a whole bunch of stuff. And some of the stuff is your Asian American, like, oh, let me order the pad thai. Some of the stuff, it's like, like they're just like listing off ingredients out here because it actually has, like, there's a name for the dish in a different language, but then they just like, ah, shrimp salad thing. <laughs> like, 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 but no, no, it's like, it's like an actual thing. It's like, it's like, yeah, there's just no name for it yet kind of thing. Well, I think it's a little overwhelming for someone like me uh, who is not Asian um, because, you know, I, you instinctively like, you know, you have 10 pages worth of what could possibly be very yummy combinations of food. But, you know, I have to go with something like pad thai because I don't know what anything else is. Or like there's, there's not like a limited number of options or like there were two separate pages different, like in different parts that said chef specials. So like what... (laughs) Chef has a lot of specialties. What can I say? Uh, it's one of those things that's like, it's hard to trek through the Andes by yourself. So you bring like a tour guide who knows the landscape. So like, as, as it is in anything in life, the best way to learn something is to is to find someone who knows the landscape to like show you the lay of the land. So uh, find yourself like an Asian person who knows the things and they can like show you the lay of the land. Talking about showing the lay of the land, uh, Michael Damore asked me last night if I had any suggestions for jazz band, jazz, like jazz songs, because he's been listening to a little bit of, um, you know, the normie stuff, uh, Frank Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald, and he was asking for um, jazz suggestions. Now, a lot of people <clears throat> aren't really in, uh, like, aren't really into jazz, but if you're into jazz, th- or if you want to get into jazz, this is my suggestion, and this is what I told Michael Damore is that jazz is all just like variations on different tunes. Tunes, and and I think that's an important vocabulary word. But there's like recurring themes all throughout jazz, and that's really what it is, um, is variations on different tunes. So you, you really should learn jazz by tune, because the real joy of jazz comes when you can recognize a tune and and like say, ah, oh, Ah, that's just friends. Like, do do boobity do, do do boobity do, and uh, and and that's where it really begins. I think a lot of people try to go genre by genre, but when you have a tune, you can turn it into any genre you'd like, and and, and from there, like I don't know, it, that's where you really see the diversity and the beauty of jazz is in the variation of tune. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm. I don't really know what a jazz is, but maybe I will. We'll see. Well, Benjamin, 
Do you have any parting words for our friends at home? Um, sometimes life is a little crazy. Um, people try to uh, project uh, themselves or their own situations onto your life. Don't get caught up in it. Um, Christ is Lord. Amen. Yeah. Other people have their lives and their truth, but like you might have your own life and your own truth. So do your thing.